It's personal bravery in partnership with the divine that allows us to courageously take our place in this world. This is the way of the This is going to be a podcast that really is for, I would say, parents, mamas. If you're listening, this is a great one for you to share with your husband. This is going to be a profound opportunity for transformation as you listen in, listen to some of the questions we talk about. Hey, 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 welcome to The Way of Valor. I am your host, Angie Taylor, and we are so glad you tuned in today. David Fenwick, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Angie. It's great to be here. Yeah, welcome to the way of valor. David's the past, an associate pastor at True Life Church in Austin, but I think that that doesn't quite paint the picture of your journey at, at all. So I would love for you to just kind of unpack for us your journey to where you are today. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a. I've been in ministry for twenty five years um, in this Austin area, and. Uh, uh, about six years ago, uh, this my life turn just took a, a, a dramatic turn. Uh, about six years ago, this January, uh, my wife decided that she wanted to not be married anymore. So she decided that she was going to uh, just reinvent her life, and and it was um, it was a total shock. We we are one of those couples that we we were kind of that power couple, and we never had a fight, and everybody always loved us, and. Um, it, it really caught me off guard and she left uh, at the time I had a daughter who was not quite 12 and another daughter who was 17. We had two other children out of the house um, and two other daughters. Uh, I was married previously. So we, I have six total, five daughters in a, in a son. And um, so anyways, we, uh, um, I was, I was caught off guard um, going through tremendous grief um, hanging on to the Lord. God was so good to me. He surrounded me with men uh, from all over the United States, men who in, in ministry, and they just wouldn't let me go. You know, they, they'd call me and right at the right time, I'd mm -hmm. get a call and I'd get all this encouragement. And so I knew the Lord was with me and I knew that I was going to survive and we were going to mm -hmm. make it. However, everything in my life was never going to be the same. And that reality, right. that thought that you know, all my dreams, all the aspirations that, you know, things we shared together about what we were going to do as we got older, the ministry mm -hmm. opportunities, traveling, um, simple things like uh, holidays were never going to be the same. Um, mm -hmm. You know, grandbabies, the whole thing, weddings, mm -hmm. those are ever, never, ever going to be the same. And, and there was a lot of grief it's uh, attached to that. And yeah. then um, it was about five years ago, I was going for a walk. And I was just being by myself and something came up from deep within me. And it was, it was partnering. It was that, that, that realization, nothing was going to be the same, but for the first time, Angie, I had the thought, but it could be better. Hmm. It could be better. You know, I always thought wow, I, I could survive, but actually it could be better. And so I was nearing 60 at that point, And, uh, I thought to myself, well, I'm, two thirds of the way in on this life. Um, I've got longevity in my life. My, my mom died at age 99. So, so we yeah. live a long time in our family. And uh, so I said, I'm two thirds of the way in. So I'm going to make the next third, my best third. And uh, that became a mantra for me. And it was something that I just prayed into. And I started to get hope. I started mm. to see 
that this next third of my life has tremendous possibilities and that um, God just started opening things up for me. And so then you went back into full-time ministry after that, correct? Yeah, I I did. I had a dear friend who's a senior pastor at True Life, and uh, he just, uh, he wouldn't let me go. He wouldn't let me go. So uh, he finally, you know, invited me to come back in and uh, I, I hesitated. I didn't think that, you know, I do ministry in my everyday life like we all do. So I said, I don't need a title. I don't need a role. But uh, the Lord had other plans and Mm -hmm. uh, he brought me back in. And I'm so glad he did. Yeah. And so we talked about really the journey that you've been on and in particular in taking your pain and helping others identify and ask good questions about what's going on in their life. And you really broke it down into five categories or five distinct categories. So let's, let's dig into that and how you discovered that. And Yeah. So, so one of the things observation is in America, we don't celebrate aging very well. Uh, other cultures do other nations yeah. do, but we don't celebrate aging very well. And mm-hmm. because we don't celebrate aging very well, I think that men and women both, but I'm just speaking from men's point of view, as men start to age and they start to see the landscape of their life changing, they start to see their situations, um, they're not having the influence, right? They're starting to see the end of the end of the road, so to speak. Uh, they start to really struggle and they struggle with what is, what's the rest of my life going to look like? And, um, I found that there's five areas of decay that, uh, that is common among men and that I'm really trying to speak into. And, and, uh, first is cognitive decay. Uh, second is physical decay. Uh, then there's relational decay, emotional decay and spiritual decay. And when I say spiritual decay, I think um, that's really things like um, coping with disappointment, um, Mm -hmm. coping with shame and guilt, possibly regret, those kind of things. Mm. That's good. And so I'm just curious, as you know, as obviously a wife, um, if we see hints of this in our husband is or or we you know even for husbands to see this in their wives because i look at this list and go this is true of women as well um you know and i'm just uh very curious how you would encourage spouses to talk with one another about these things or even gently encourage their husband to, Hey, there is this book out there that you might want to check out. What does that look like? Well, first off, there's so much information out there as I'm pouring myself into this, I'm, I'm just devouring books and podcasts from all over, you know, different categories, like for age, men as age for their physical, you know, decay, um, uh, nutrition, um, things like, like that. But you know what, what I find with men is, as a man starts, as a man starts getting into those mid forties and early fifties, um, he, he, his spheres of influence start to shrink. His, his, his relationships get smaller. Men don't handle, um, empty nest as well. You know, uh, we think about a woman struggling with empty nest, but a woman can so often she starts nurturing, you know, with the grandkids and all these other mm-hmm. things that happen. But, you know, men, they reach about age 50. And for the most part, they've reached the pinnacle of their um, careers. 
You know, you're really not going to go much farther. Uh, the average age of a CEO, man or woman in America is 56. But what do you do after CEO? Right. So you've really right. kind of reached that pinnacle. And so here you've got men who, um, because they've reached that pinnacle and they kind of and they know they have, they stop networking, for, for instance. And networking is something that you do to build, right? You're building your career, mm -hmm. you're building mm -hmm. your foundation, and you get all these relationships that you're interacting mm -hmm. with. Well, you stop networking, and what happens is all of a sudden those relationships dissipate. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing is, is um, you know, as your kids get older, a lot of men's relationships are with the fathers of their kids' um, friends. Let's say it mm -hmm. might be volleyball or basketball or football, mm -hmm. right? And as mm -hmm. the kids move out, a lot of times those friendships go away. And before you know it, you have a man who's sitting there looking at his life. He might not be in very good shape. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of motivation career-wise, and now he's isolated. And that isolation is extremely dangerous. Hmm. So That's really helpful. So what would your recommendation be as you're in a marriage and you are seeing this happen to your spouse, but maybe they haven't identified it or they right. don't, you know, because I also find that that's probably a very sensitive thing to lean into for yeah. a, a wife. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, I think the, the way to bridge that, you know, is going to vary with each couple, right? Um, hopefully mm -hmm. that you've built good communication through the years and that you've got those times where you don't address it when you see them really depressed, but maybe on a good day, you start talking about mm -hmm. it, you know, pick your times mm -hmm. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I think too is, is encouraging instead of really saying, Hey, I'm noticing this with you. Are you struggling? Instead cast vision for the what ifs, you know, mm. motivate your, your, your husband, right? Say, mm, man, it would be so good if we could do this, or I would really like us to, you know, you know, you're so skilled at this, you know, maybe you could start investing in other people's lives, you know, um, mm -hmm. mentorship and, and pouring into somebody else, someone younger, mm. you know, and saying, Hey, I've noticed that it was young couple at our church or this young mm -hmm. couple down the street, uh, their husband, he, I think he could use you. Right. And mm -hmm. just start to, I think, encourage the husband to catch vision that he, he matters still, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it, just really calling out the good and the divine in him right. versus, versus Absolutely. saying, I noticed, I noticed your decay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah Probably they, not absolutely the plan. Speak, speak into that, you know, speak into the possibility, <laughs> speak into the dream, speak, speak into their identity, you know, that's good. And challenge them because that's a big thing of what I'm doing is I'm trying to get men to look and, and, and realize that there's still hope, right? Mm. There's so much hope out there. I mean, your life's experiences good and bad, have great value to somebody good. else, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. You talk about that in your book, you really ask a lot of questions. Yes. And I would love for you to unpack some of those questions and why they matter. Like why why does it matter whether we can think through them and answer them? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not qualified enough be honest with you, to provide a lot of answers for cognitive health and what have you, even even um, physical health. I, I'm very, very uh, um, committed to my physical health, you know. And uh, uh, But the questions, really the thing that I did with my book 
is, and what I'm going to be doing with my podcast is I'm going to be trying to get men to, to look at their lives and say, where am I right now on this scale? You know, what are mm-hmm. some of the fears? I think identifying your, your, your struggles, identifying mm-hmm. those areas where you're, you have fear, we have trepidation, um, mm-hmm. you know, regret, exposing those things is really important. You know, um, men great. have a tendency emotionally to, to, um, um, pull back, right. Or they, or they separate themselves from a lot of mm-hmm. things. And so you've got the, you've got men who emotionally just kind of, um, put off and they don't explore. And then all of a sudden over time, this residue, this blockage, it just comes forward. And now they have to deal with this right now. They're, mm-hmm. you know, and how do they deal with that? Do they medicate mm-hmm. it? Hopefully not, but a lot of men do. Um, mm-hmm. They fall into that hopelessness. So I think identifying the fact that, hey, you do have some issues here, and mm-hmm. but God has an answer, right? God always mm-hmm. has an answer, and there's always hope. And I think yeah. that's a big part of it is to um, get men to examine their life, you know? Um, yeah. I really challenge men that it's not that we're trying to add years to your life necessarily, but we want to let add life to your years, you know, Mm, that's good. That's really good. You know, as we look at what's happening in our country in particular, where men are and and boys are being emasculated in such a profound way. And, you know, any sign of masculinity is now called toxic. And I'm, I'm curious what your response is and and how do we help raise this next generation of boys? Because as we know, fathers actually statistically matter more in homes than the moms do. it, It is a very interesting study and research that I've done where the profound impact of a father invested in the home actually is significantly more than a mother. Right. Absolutely. And so yeah. what's, you know, what, what would you say is, how do we combat that? How do we, and I, and I do think about the 40 to 60 year olds having a vision for this next generation in particular, because right. they are getting these, these boys are getting beat up by this culture. They really are. And, and one other thing we don't do well in this country, um, we don't celebrate aging, but we don't, celebrate boys going into manhood. We don't have yeah. a lot of, um, we don't have ways to really bring that about. I was speaking to a group of men a couple of months ago, and I was talking about a village in, in Africa where the boys are raised by their mother, not by their father at all. The boys are raised by their mother to the age of 12. Um, they'd be in a hut, you know, around the hut with the mother and the, and the siblings and the men really, they were out, you know, they go out and they do their hunting and their building and everything that they do. But at the age of 12, the father would get the men of the village together and they would come out and they would come out at night and they'd have all this, this uh, makeup right on their, their faces painted and everything and drums would be pounding. And, and the mother knows this is coming, right? She knows this is coming, but she, you know, it, it, it's tearing her up because her boy's about to come out of the hut, right? 
the right. boy is there and he's looking at his mother, he's looking at his siblings and he doesn't want to leave, but something deep inside of him is being called out as these men are banging drums and they're, and they're calling out to this boy and they're, they're saying, come out, come out, oh son of, of, of our fathers, right? That's what they say. Come out, come out, O son of our fathers. And the boy has that moment where he has to choose. And then he chooses and he runs out into the, into the darkness, into all these men. And then the men take him away and they take him out into the jungle and they hunt and they, 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 they uh, really celebrate him into, into manhood. And it's wow. a powerful image that it's, it takes a community of men. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing we're missing we have this false idea of masculinity that's been perpetrated by the, the John Waynes and, you know, all this kind of thing that a man is supposed to be this rugged, isolated loner, yeah. you know, and you see it in the movies and everything. And I believe that's a construct that was uh, um, woven into our society and woven into our culture mm. to precede the demasculization, right, mm, of men. Because yeah. men were not made to be isolated. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. We need each other. And that's why I'm trying to, yeah. with Next Third, Best Third, is even rally men around to build a tribe. I even call it on my website, join our tribe, you know, of mm -hmm. men who are in community, men who understand, hey, we can't do it alone. And I think that's true masculinity, recognizing yeah. that you need yeah. one another, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that so much. And I just think... I, that is where significance in our life is found, especially as we do get into the older years, you do start caring about significance versus career building or empire building. And, you know, pouring into this next generation is important. Um, do you have thoughts and ideas about the ways, you know, married couples, especially when they've been married for a long time, they, they guard and protect themselves as they're moving into the older season, the empty se nest season. Yeah. I, um, I've thought a lot about this because of my wife leaving, right? And I've, mm -hmm. I've gone on a journey over these five years with the Lord looking and saying, what, what went wrong, right? How did this happen? You know, there, mm -hmm. she has a, a her her own narrative or justification narrative, and she came from a a, a horrible upbringing, a brokenness, and never really had mm -hmm. dealt with with that. But on my end, you know, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I do think that even though we never fought, I used to brag about that. I don't think that's a good idea. I think sometimes you need to, you know, you need to, mm -hmm. you know, part of my problem was I was, uh, I didn't like conflict. Right. And so I would mm -hmm. just, instead of having conflict, I would just make things work. And, um, and, and I think really, um, taking risks with each other and, in in setting time, um, I've got a dear friend, he and his wife, they have a habit of at the beginning of every year, they go away for three days, leave the kids to go away for three days and they goal set for their year. Yeah. Right. And that's such mm -hmm. a powerful tool. But another thing that they do is once a month, every month, they go out and they go away for an entire day, uh, maybe overnight. And at that point, they 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 have terms of terms of engagement. And that terms of engagement yeah. is this is when we're going to talk about the hard stuff. Safe. Mm. Right. It's not that's while good. you're, you know, not while you're yeah. uh, in, in the battle, you know, every day mm -hmm. and during your week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, hey, we're going to bring this together. 
and we're going to talk about it yeah. and we're going to pray about it and we're going to work through it. And I think that is That's such good. a healthy thing because I think we do, as we age, we take each other for granted. Yeah. You know, if we're not careful. Yeah. It's well, and it is, it's easy to get transactional in the business yeah. of life and being used to one another. And I, you know, I, my husband and I always talk about leaning into the tension yeah. because there's there's growth in in that tension there's growth in that space because it's iron sharpening iron absolutely in, in a marriage and that's so important um well this has been so good i'm excited to share your book out with people you've made this as a free resource correct Yes, we. So you, you've kind of caught me very early, right? And we're not quite finished. As a matter of fact, matter of fact after this, I'm going to record the audio book. It's only an audio book. Uh, it's, awesome. a, it's a purposely made it into a short story uh, kind of format. It's a 42 minute listen. And um, uh, my website, nextthirdbestthird.com, uh, we've just launched that and there's a, a place there that we say, if you want the audio book, you just say, I want it. You give me your email. And as soon as we finished, uh, getting it recorded and in the link live, we'll send it to anybody who wants it awesome. absolutely free. Yeah. And by the time this podcast airs, we'll air it in a few months from now, probably it will probably be available. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully I'll have yeah, my second it, one done by then too. So there you go. So you're, you're just on a roll now. You got yeah. one and just about done and the next one. And I am grateful. I, I love that you're providing these free resources. Who is your book for? Who's the best reader for your book? I really do think the this initial one is is for the man who is uh, let's just say he's in his mid to early mid forties to early fifties in particular um, mm -hmm. because it's it's really gonna I wish I had questions like this and had someone speaking to me when I was in my thirties mm -hmm. right so that I could mm -hmm. make those yeah. you know uh, be setting myself up for success. Um, yeah. But I, I would say somebody in their, you know, in their mid forties, early fifties who are starting to look at their lives with questions. It also will apply. I mean, we, we have, a, I have a lot of men who are uh, my age, um, who I speak to. And one of the big challenges there is letting them realize that, uh, and motivate them that, Hey, if you start take, we have this, if you start taking care of yourself, right, you can change the arc of your aging. And that's mm -hmm. one big thing is we have this concept in, in America, you, well, you just get old and die. You know, you just get right. old and die like it's one yep. continuous thing. And mm -hmm. we, research has, has totally um, changed that. And we can see that with diet and with exercise that you can actually get younger next year. Right. You can, there's a book I read at age 50 about and it was called Younger Next Year. And it was fantastic. Um, wow. And, uh, uh, but you can actually do that. A man can actually, by living with intentionality, he can mm -hmm. actually get younger for the next few years before he starts to kind of go down. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and I, I love that you're living your life with the view lens that yeah. man and, and, until you're done, it's not done. And right. and I do think, I think we all know people that are kind of in that, I'm just waiting to die place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, as, as long as we have breath in our lungs, God has a plan for our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have any parting words for our guests as we 
wrap this thing up? Well, I, I would just say this is, is we, we have been given a tremendous gift, right? We're, we've been given this life and a life well-lived, a life that we can impart hope to somebody else, a life that we can make it with intention, invest in our, mm-hmm. our society, uh, the next generation. There's always somebody that you can touch, right? No matter what you've gone through in life it has value to somebody. And if you are living with intentionality and building relationships and looking for opportunities to serve and to give, your life is going to have meaning. And a life like that is, is, will impact so many, right? Legacy is not necessarily what you leave behind, right? It's who you yeah. leave behind. And it's yeah, those people who so you touch and it's in your sphere of influence is way greater than you realize. Mm, so good. David, thank you for joining us today. It was an honor. We will link all of his information in our show notes so you can easily go grab that resource, share it out with your friends that need to read it. And thank you so much for listening. Be blessed. Be blessed.